Welcome to this episode of CDM Media's Solution Spotlight. I'm your host, J.D. Miller, Vice President at CDM Media. Today is episode one of a three-part series that I know you'll find interesting. We've partnered with Log Me In for the series, and we'll be joined by Mike Sharp, Chief Product Officer, and Paul Gentile, Senior Director of Product Marketing at Log Me In. Today, we're going to dive into creating a successful setup. We want to dive into taking your IT department global and how to simplify consolidation of services. So if you aren't familiar with LogMeIn, LogMeIn is a SaaS company providing cloud-based remote connectivity services for collaboration, IT management, and customer engagement. When we come back, Paul and Mike. Welcome back, and I'm joined by Paul and Mike. And, and guys, let, let's dive a little bit into you. Paul, tell me, tell me who you are and, and what you do at LogBand. Awesome, awesome. Uh, thanks, JD. Uh, really glad to be here. This is a pretty unique experience for uh, for us, and, and uh, couldn't be more happy. Um, I oversee uh, product marketing for our unified communication and collaboration business unit. And what that means is I, I partner with folks like Mike and his team to make sure that we have a, uh, a formidable go-to-market strategy. And in particular, making sure that mo- much of our positioning, messaging, and things that you see out there in the market are going to hit home for our target buyers. Um, in addition to that, it's all about making sure that our solutions are um, hitting home and that we have the right type of sales enablement pieces so that our sales team can be as efficient and productive as possible. Excellent. Mike? I'm Mike Sharp. I'm the chief product officer for the same part of the business that Paul works with. Uh, I lead the product portfolio for products that really enable remote work and remote collaboration broadly from a communications and collaboration perspective. Everything from flagship products like GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, to rapidly growing products like uh, our room-based video conferencing and our fully integrated unified communications and collaboration offering. Uh, happy to be here as well. Thanks for having us on. Perfect timing for this, right? Because collaboration is such a hot topic right now with the unique working situation we all have. And as organizations begin to rethink their communication platforms to accommodate this new normal, I always hate that term, but that's where we are, right? This new normal and enable remote working. What are some ways you believe we should be prioritized right now? Some of the macro trends that we're looking at, I think are super fascinating. If we look pre-pandemic, pre-COVID, only a very tiny slice of the modern workforce regularly worked from someplace other than the office. And most of the most of the developed world, it was somewhere around 3% of workers. By contrast, look at Germany today. Germany being a little bit on the leading edge of the curve in terms of reacting to the new normal. Recent data coming out of Germany suggests that today, over 25% of workers are working completely remotely. And of the 75% that are in the office, the vast majority of them are only occasionally in the office, a few days a week. So we have this seismic shift from 3% of the workforce being regularly working someplace other than the physical office to now the large majority of people being outside of their normal, typical office environment. I think the implications of that as a society, as a culture, we're only we're only just now starting to really understand. And it's super broad. It's everything from what happens to the coffee shop and what happens to the shoe repair stop that's next to the commuter train station 
to how we think about collaborating effectively inside and outside of our organization. When for most of us, all of our historical background, all of our culture, all of our habits were built when we could just look around the corner or stand up and walk over to someone's desk. It's a seismic shift and it's impacting every way of how we work. And then on top of that, you start to think about what um, what what organizations need to do to start to plan for that, because that is the new normal. That is where everyone is going to be, not only based out of necessity because of the post-pandemic world that we're now entering as we start to reemerge from um, from COVID. But the, the reality is, is that many of these uh, these employees are going to demand that that is the new normal as well. Right. Even once the hopefully COVID has come and gone, we've rebounded as an entire global society and uh, all of the economies have sort of um, back on the upturn. The reality is, is that IT departments, IT decision makers are going to have to uh, adjust to what they're doing based on the seismic shift that Mike just mentioned. So they're going to have to make different types of decisions, support employees in different ways to make sure that their businesses can continue to be successful, um, even though they know that. Um, prior to this, it was completely, completely different. It's interesting, too. And, and, and Mike, there's more pressure than ever before on IT departments, right? They have to lead communications where they may not have had to do that before. And so that presents unique challenges as well, doesn't it? I, I think it does. And it means that IT departments can no longer just kind of take it for granted. And many of them haven't. Um, a big part of what that means, I think, is that IT departments and leaders need to be really purposeful and strategic about what tools they make available to their employees and to their broader stakeholder community. When we were all in the office and it was easier to just have ad hoc interactions and physically see and interact with people, some of these tools were maybe a little bit less important. It didn't matter as much that your audio conferencing might be a little bit choppy or your video solution might be hard to get in and burn a bunch of time, have a bunch of friction getting meetings started, because that wasn't everyone's hourly experience. That was a less frequent experience. But as now these virtual tools and these digital tools become the dominant medium for how we interact and collaborate, it's super critical that the reliability, that the ease of use, um, that the overall experience be really tailored to all of these end users. We've got to have these communication platforms. We've got to have the, the, the way to, to collaborate. Do you think there's co uh, common implementation best practices? Do they still apply? Or is it more important that everyone look inward at their own unique communication and business needs due to this pandemic? We've definitely seen organizations that adopt some best practices have a much better result. Uh, we've actually partnered with some of the some uh, analyst firms to do a pretty interesting set of research, working with CIOs, working with IT leaders around the globe, thousands of them, to identify some of the best practices that um, help them to effectively deploy these tools. And th there's some interesting insights from that. A lot of it is around communication and culture, making sure that as teams, we're explicit with each other. We're conscious with each other about how norms are shifting. This is one thing that, you know, organizations that embark on a measured, gradual shift to remote work from in-office work already think about. But that wasn't the COVID-19 experience for most of us. For most of us, the COVID-19 experience was all of a sudden, here's your laptop, 
here's your video conferencing account, go work from home and good luck figuring it out. There wasn't time for this kind of more gradual adoption of cultural norms and expectations and when am I gonna be online and what do we do about kids in the background and what's my work from home dress code? There wasn't really time. All of these things just were dumped in our laps. Some of the most high-functioning organizations that we work with have since then taken the time to start to retroactively apply some of those same principles around structuring, around just communicating with the employee base and understanding what people expect. Uh, LogMean internally as a company, I think, has done a great job of that. We've had a lot of communications from our CEO, from our head of HR, from different leaders across the organization, helping us to rationalize together what it means and how we can be effective with all the different competing demands on everyone's time and uh, attention. I, I think there's there's a, a more human element that has to be applied, which Mike was sort of alluding to as well, right? That there's, um, for us internally, we've done several rounds of employee engagement surveys to make sure that we're doing the right type of temperature check to respond to how people are going to need to operate, need to work in this post-pandemic world. Uh, but And on top of that, there's several uh, high-profile organizations that are using our services uh, that have done the same thing. They want to understand where their employees are, where their employees' expectations are going to be, and then use that as a foundation for how they're going to make decisions moving forward. And that has um, downstream impacts related to budgets, um, forecasting, so on and so forth, because they really want to make sure that their employees are not only they're retaining talent, but their employees are deeply engaged and, and doing meaningful work. And that goes so much further than just video, uh, video conferencing and video meetings. You have to make sure that you're taking all of those elements into consideration in order for your business to be successful um, further down, down the road. I think you're right on, Paul. And organizations that get that right can leverage the unique strength of this time, the unique opportunities of this time. But look, working remotely, if not approached carefully and in the right way, it's a double-edged sword. And there are downsides to this rapid dispersal of the workforce that if we're not careful, we will fall into traps that hinder organizational effectiveness. Uh, if we can think about things as simple as establishing trust and rapport between teams. A lot of that happens in informal type interactions. If everyone's day is a highly regimented series of video and audio conferences, where's the space for that trust and that rapport to form? Savvy organizations make room for that. They figure out different ways, uh, whether it's virtual office hours, virtual coffee hours, uh, if they're in the same place, getting together for socially distant walks in a park, figuring out how to create that human connection that isn't possible in a day full of back-to-back -back virtual meetings. I actually had a conversation with uh, a local uh, a local organization earlier this week, and they were recommending that uh, that their employees do just that: that they go get off of video, go for a walk, and just pick up their phone and make a traditional type of call. Right? That's the best way, and not have an agenda, a structured agenda on what they need to get done. And sometimes they're they're encouraging people to have group conference calls, but make sure that you're not necessarily on video all day long because of the strain that it puts on uh, on the employees and what it what that means for me, uh, to your, use your word, that regimented approach, which just causes fatigue, burnout, um, and the cognitive overhead associated with that um, is, is a lot. And I don't think we've even seen uh, the full results of where that's going and how the impact is going to be on today's workforce.
Look, man, I can speak to that from a personal standpoint. I, I totally agree. I, I'm, I'm the product leader for GoToMeeting, GoToWebinar, GoToConnect, these products that really facilitate video real-time collaboration. And uh, there are a number of meetings now that I take walking. I put my headphones in, I put my cell phone in my pocket, and I go walk around outside, and I encourage some of the people I'm talking with to do the same. Because breaking up and removing some of the formality that can come from standing in front of my video camera is one way to help ensure we have strong connections with teams. It's also been great for my, uh, you know, for my personal mental and physical health. I think I'm up to eight to 10 miles a day feeling great. Nice work, Mike. Before the pandemic, connection real reliability was in the mix of top features a tool needed. Next to things like ease of use, implementation, and support. But where would you say these factors stack up now? I think reliability and quality is still key. If your tools fall down on those fundamentals, a lot of the other stuff just doesn't matter because they're, you're getting in the way. The tools are getting in the way of effective communication and collaboration. But once that bar is met, it becomes a lot about how easy is it for organizations and individual employees in those organizations to effectively use those tools. Product organizations that have a real strong customer focus or customer obsession design tools that are easier for humans to use on a day in and day out, hour by hour basis. And as we're using those tools more than ever, that really matters. Yeah, reliability uh, trumps everything else, right? There's there's no doubt. If there's any moment of a, a, a service disruption, then the entire organization feels that in some way, shape, or form. Um, and not only that, but think about when you have, um, you're relying on these types of services for um, customer interactions, for external communications, right? Um, we always have, have been in the situation where you're talking with a customer and you have to remind yourself, uh, oh, you're on mute. Oh, wait, sorry, let me unmute, right? But if you have an actual service disruption where you can't actually make the, um, help that customer in their, in the support needed, or you can't actually ask the important question or get the answer from them so that you know where they want to go with your with your products, your entire organization can fall down. So making sure that reliability, performance, I even go so far as to say security in some ways um, are going to be so paramount moving forward um, more than we've ever seen previously. Paul, you're right. And, and log me in, in our products, we've experienced that firsthand. Um, as all of these different service providers, as we were ramping up to meet the astonishing surge in demand for video and audio collaboration earlier this spring when, when COVID was really coming, was first coming upon us, um, a number of us had challenges, initial challenges with some elements of quality and reliability. And it was extremely painful. We felt that, our customers felt that, and it just reinforced and reminded us how important it is to stay focused on the core fundamentals of security, uptime, quality, those pieces. So talk to me a bit about collaboration of services, really to simplify communications and workflow within organizations. And JD, don't get me on my soapbox here. The fragmentation of the communication and collaboration experience, I think is tragic. It wastes so much employee energy, and attention and effort. The thinking about if you and I are engaging on something, did we engage on it over email or was it Slack or was it texting or was it a phone call or was it a video? 
having to go through all of those different pieces to find any artifacts like recordings or transcripts or action items, et cetera. It's just a huge waste of employee time. No one likes that. No one wants that. But so many organizations are stuck in that world where they have different tools for chat, messaging, video, audio. We've made pretty substantial investments at LogMeIn because we think there's a better way. We think the better way to approach communication, to approach collaboration, is from a holistic, comprehensive view. And so our tools allow customers to send a text message or have a phone call or get on a video conference right from inside the same dang application. You then have a unified history. You've got a unified timeline that shows all of your different interactions in a single view. You can look at recordings and transcripts and voicemails and text messages all in one place. You can search it by contact. You can see different collaboration by contact. And bringing it all together, our customers are telling us that it's hugely powerful for them, that their content, their interactions are no longer hidden across their landscape of fragmented providers. They're now brought together in one place and they can access and find what they need to work effectively together. I'll, I'll double down not only on what uh, Mike just said there, but the consolidation of those services. We reference budget impact in the post-pandemic world. That's the big payoff in my mind as well, right? Not only are you streamlining things for productivity elements for every single knowledge worker in every organization and then how you're going to be interacting with um, external uh, stakeholders like customers, but then when it comes to making decisions on how you're going to support a truly just, uh, distributed workforce, Making sure that you have co your cost conscious for IT decision makers making uh, making budgetary uh, decisions is going to be more critical than ever. And through our methodologies and through our uh, our products, you're now able to save upwards of 85% of your um, communication collaboration budget by going in this direction, by going with a unified uh, product and service that Mike described. It's more important than ever before right now, too, with hybrid work situations and, and how teams have to collaborate across cities, time zones. Uh, for, for you guys, the, the great thing is you guys were one of the first of the game, right? Because So you know what it takes for companies to do that internal collaboration. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. LaMian has a has a, a deep portfolio of doing all sorts of uh, of supporting distributed workforces in multiple different ways, not only through the unified communication collaboration uh, division that Mike and I are a part of, but also for remote access and support. Meaning if you have a laptop that you're working from home, you have to find ways for the IT department to make sure that you can triage situations that are going on for that particular employee. We have parts of our portfolio that support that. We also have identity and access management tool sets, making sure that people are secure, safe in the way that they might be working uh, from different tool sets and different applications across the entire globe. This is all part of the BlockMeIn portfolio that has 15 years worth of experience and really defined in many, in many ways, uh, set the stage for what a fully remote workforce should be and how you should be operating. Um, that type of um, background, that type of expertise is unmatched as it relates to uh, every other organization out there. Plus one to Paul there. One of the things we saw early on was that often organizations thought, in, in, again, in the early stages of the pandemic, that enabling your remote workforce meant sending them home with a laptop 
and a video conferencing account. And to be fair, in many cases, that was all we had time for because some of these decisions were really made one week to the next. But organizations quickly realized that enabling a work anywhere workforce is much more than just video conferencing, audio conferencing, and messaging. What happens when an employee gets a virus on their computer? How do you troubleshoot that? What happens when you need to share uh, or establish credentials and identity and security across different services that you work with? Enabling remote work is a really big, complex task, but it's one that LogMean is well-suited for across that entire spectrum. I, I love, Paul, how you put it. You guys defined the fully remote workforce. That time is now, and scaling the workforce is more important than, than ever before. Yeah, I, uh, I appreciate you saying that. And I, I think it's in some ways a shame that many organizations are sort of accepting that the dispersed applications that they're using that Mike described earlier, they're using one tool for video. They're using another tool for audio. They're using something else uh, from another provider over here to make sure that they've got remote support set up. The beauty of what we're focused on that Mike articulated earlier, the consolidation of services, and yes, I, I immediately went down that, that budgetary and cost savings impact, but to think about how you can streamline all of that, the consolidation of those pieces is really going to um, is really going to take the idea of that distributed workforce to an entirely different level as people start to realize they don't have to accept that broken system anymore. They don't have to accept the, the idea that you have to search and navigate and use so much of your um, productivity hours navigating across different tool sets. And that's not just for IT departments. That's not just for C-suite folks. That's for every knowledge worker that's inside of an organization and certainly in the way that you're going to be engaging with customers. That's so much a part of what um, what I get a what I get jacked up about, right? Engaging with customers, understanding what their problems are, and when we can sort of di dissect how they're using all these different tools, even though integration opportunities or integration capabilities are stronger than ever, consolidating those pieces to make sure that your workforce is more productive than ever is a really great story to tell, and it makes our customers that much more excited about how they can partner with LogMeIn. So we we established the work from home, right? Now I feel like it's a blended workforce anywhere you go, whether partner in the office, partner home, and it switches day to day. You know, how do you enable that? That creates some real unique challenges. Sometimes those remote participants end up being second class citizens in the video call or the audio call as compared to the people that are in the office. That was a challenge before the pandemic. But now when on any given day, two thirds of meeting participants will be out of the office and one third is in the office, it's really incumbent on organizations to make sure that they get the right assets, the right tools in place to allow everyone to fully participate, regardless of whether they're in the conference room or at a dining room table or home office somewhere. That means making sure that great audio, great video, high quality microphones, all of those pieces are in place. And again, it's a place where we think we can help. LogMeIn has some really great tools there to, that can, on a very cost-effective basis, go in, establish in the huddle room, establish in the conference room, and create a first-class experience for all participants 
inside and outside of the office. Yeah, there's there's no doubt. I think uh, I see this all the time to the teams internally, and then when we um, uh, when we position things in the market, it's about recreating that face to face experience, no matter where people are across the entire uh, across the globe. Right. That's the that's the trick. That's the key for what we're trying to solve for as it relates to high quality audio and video um, tool sets. And as such, as people reemerge into their offices, we have a uh, a conference room tool set called GoToRoom that brings the best of both worlds together on the hardware and software side. We partnered with high quality, um, uh, very well, uh, well recognized uh, partners with Dolby. Poly, Logitech, to make sure that we have their world-class hardware pieces embedded inside of our solutions or delivered as part of our solutions. And then we take our uh, our software and marry those pieces together to achieve the things that Mike was just articulating and that we really, again, try to recreate that face-to-face experience no matter where people are in the, in the office as well as being, being remote. And a big key is really consolidating right? It's really consolidating, having those unified services, having it all in one place for, for ease of work, isn't it, Paul? It absolutely is. Absolutely is, right? And, and Mike mentioned it earlier, making sure that we're trying to reduce where people are searching for content, how they're, how they're recalling different aspects of what they've, uh, what they've done inside their meetings or in a post-meeting environment, and that unified service, that unified tool that Mike was alluding to called GoToConnect is the payoff behind everything that we've done within the unified communication and collaboration BU over the past 10 years, right? It's taking uh, our cloud telephony solution that uh, Mike and his team built from the ground up and have had uh, years and years of success with, marrying that with our our, our best-in-class go-to-meeting service and video, uh, video meeting solution. You pull all that together and then add in content search tools, add in other types of communication opportunities like Mike talked about, texting, uh, voicemail, everything under one roof. Think about the type of savings that that accomplishes from a productivity standpoint. Making sure that, that your organizations, your employees do not have to waste more time trying to recall or understand where things are located Everything, one single solution, one application is the goal. That is what we're trying to make sure that organizations understand so that they're not taking or accepting this this dispersed application approach uh, at, at face value. Thank you, Paul and Mike, for diving into this topic with us. I encourage you to tune in to our next Solution Spotlight with Log Me In as we talk security and how to create a secure work environment as we'll be joined by Ian Pitt, LogMeIn CIO. For more information on LogMeIn, go to goto.com. Tune in next time for CDM Media's Solution Spotlight.